All right, MLW Nation, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in once again. And this is going to be a, a tough one for me, for sure. It's never easy breaking down a series where my team struggled and I didn't play great. And uh, I think both of those things are true when it comes to the Wildcats versus Mallards matchup from last week. So uh going to do my best to be vulnerable and to tell it how it was and uh, break the whole thing down for you guys top to bottom. And to help me out, I'm going to have one other Mallard player with me. going to have a Wildcat player with me as well. And uh should be interesting. So, this is the Pipe It Up Podcast. Cue the intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pipe It Up Podcast, the official podcast of MLW Wiffle Ball. No Jack again today. He's still on vacation, but I got some, some special guests to fill in for him. We got Sailor to my left and rookie sensation Matt Carlington across from me in the guest chair. You are a sensation, Matt, in my eyes. I mean, you know, we keep keep working, putting in work, and hopefully the season can uh, can show the work we've been putting in. Exactly. You got your first career hit, first career RBI. We didn't get any wins, unfortunately, which we're going to talk about the series a lot today, but um, is what it is. But I want to start off today by saying if you did come to the event last night at PAL for the D-backs versus Eagles game in Detroit, thank you so much. It was great meeting all of you guys, and uh, it's going to be a very special video coming out this Friday, so looking forward to that. But first, we want to talk about today the Wildcats versus Mallards matchup. A shockingly, I guess the final scores were lopsided. The games were close. I think it was a one-run game, all three games. All three. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately for, for me and the Ducks, uh, we did drop three games. And uh, it was a very humbling series, I think, for us. And I'll give my side of the story, too, and, and my experience. But I want to mostly focus on you right now, Sailor, and the three wins you guys got. Because that was huge for you. You're 4-1 four, you're four now. 5-1. Five and 5-1. Five and one. I'm about to say 5-1, and one, Tommy. You know, just, just through six games to just get five wins, that's, that's a blessing. You know, me, Tommy, I mean, me, Kyle, Jackson, uh, Liam, and Ty, you know, we just go out there every day and we just try to, you know, stay smooth and just stick to our plan. And it's been working. So, can't complain. Can't complain. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. You guys showed up. You guys you guys are clean in warm-ups. You guys are clean in all the preparation you guys do, whether it's in the week prior or the day of the game. You know, we mm-hmm. knew we had our hands full, so we were ready to show up that day, and everything worked out. Everything worked out. Yeah, I got to give you guys credit. You did not uh, give up. You know, that first game, we were winning. We were one out away from a 2 nothing shutout victory, and uh, you guys strung together, I think, five consecutive hits to take that first game. I just felt like a deer in headlights on the sidelines watching it unravel in front of me and I felt so helpless I was standing next to Matt and him and I were chatting and things were just happening so fast and before we knew it the game was over unfortunately but what an unbelievable rally unbiased like that was incredible it happened quick like I said you guys were attacking pitches putting bat on the ball and uh like I said you guys never lost focus never lost hope and three runs later walk off win incredible when we were going into that inning time, you know, Kyle just pulled us all up. We just said, you know, string something together, string something together. No matter what we got to do, we got to string something together. So, you know, first two outs were there. And after that, we kind of just looked at each other. We said, well, we <laughs> we got nothing else to lose. I mean, might as well yeah. go out there swing and just work work some pitches and get some good swings and turn it out at the end of the day. That's, to me, it's impressive because I've been a part of some comebacks, whether it's in a series or in a baseball game, wiffle ball game, whatever. And uh, typically, I feel like usually it, it's tough when you're down to your last out, when down by two especially. Matt, you coach. I mean, you coach kids too. I feel like once you see that first out, it's like uh, the, the hope's a little bit less. And the second out, uh, it's like we're, we're going to lose. And But you guys did it. It's incredible. I was about to say, Tommy, <laughs> I appreciate it. That is actually something that after the first game, I kind of stepped back and kind of realized what just happened. I was like, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. What was going through your mind, Matt, with me on the sidelines? Well, I mean – 
comebacks like that, you know, having five hits in a row, two outs, they don't happen very often, especially off of a pitcher like Jordan, mm-hmm. you know. And like like you said, you know, coaching baseball throughout different levels, you know, when you're down by two in the last inning and you got a good pitcher out there on the mound, like, you know, in your head, a lot of the players' heads, the game's already pretty much close to over. Mm-hmm. And then you get two outs, and, you know, for them to just stay resilient and keep on having their at-bats showed, uh, showed that this team's going to be a problem all year. Yeah, yeah. I will say, and I apologize if I'm incorrect here because I don't. The video we're recording this for reference before the video's live, so I haven't re-referenced it and watched it back. But I believe the first hit of that rally was the Kyle Schultz single that was stretched into a double. Is that correct? I think so. Yes, yes, it was. And for whatever reason, I think that kind of rattled um, Preston a little bit. He's young, you know. He's out there and, and left, and uh, I think that was the first time I, I didn't. I didn't get on him or anything, but I kind of said like, "Yo, let's let's pick it up. Let's be urgent out there." This is as a helpful tip. So I, I hope that didn't rattle him too much. But I feel like ever since then it just fell off. The inning fell off. And I didn't I didn't like the vibe in the air, but I'm like, we just need one more out. We need one more out. And you guys kept stringing them together. So it was unfortunate. And I also one thing I think we could have done a better job at was uh Jordan. Um a guy who throws a ton of strikes, always has. He's a he's a he's a zone attacker, not a ton of movement, but he knows how to paint the corners, he knows how to throw strikes. And I think it almost was to a fault in that last inning. He had you guys ahead. Uh, like I think a few hitters were actually zero and two with two outs. We were one strike away on different on multiple different hitters, I think. And those are pitches that probably should have been wasted instead of thrown in a, in a position where they could be hit. So another thing to learn from there. But uh, at that point, we lost the first game. It was a bummer. And another thing we need to improve on as a team because the only series we lost last year too against the Eagles was also a sweep. We got to figure out how to. We gotta figure out how to keep the boys up, Matt. I feel like I'm not doing a good enough job at, at keeping the troops at a, at a level-headed and uh, like mm, keeping their equilibrium. I feel like we just we we swing too much, you know. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the you know game one. If that was a different result, definitely could have effect, like affected the rest of the series. For sure. And I think you know us individually, we need to do a better job of staying in it the whole time because we take. Two out of three there, you know, after game one, nobody's going to be talking about game one. Exactly, exactly, which uh, is tough, you know, because the the series moves quick and there is some carryover emotionally, I think, especially for more guys than others. And it's also kind of a weird dynamic, too, because in that instance, we were the away team in in game one, then we were home game two. So we we blow that game, and then we're right back out on defense for for game two, which is always a weird thing in MLW, where the way we alternate home away home. So that's tricky too. And I think it was probably the right move to have Preston take a seat defensively just to kind of, like I said, reset his mind and to to uh, not feel overly stressed about what happened. Because once again, it's just one game. It sucks that it led into three games of losses, but it was just one game at that point. And it was a, a, a well-earned win for you guys. But I'm sure you guys were loving having to hit first in game two after that comeback, just keeping the momentum going. Yeah, I, I just I, I forgot for the, for the moment what, what was going on. But after after that first game, it's just Kyle's like, all right, we're hitting. Yeah, we just kind of grab the sticks. You know, <laughs> we just try to keep this momentum going. That double in that first game that Kyle hit when he got to second base, he was just you mm-hmm. know Kyle lets the energy go, and mm-hmm. that's that's big. That's a big thing from him just to reflect on me, uh, Jackson, Ty, and Liam. You know, that, I, I thought that was huge and. Just led into hit, us hitting in the second game. Yeah, it did. You guys scored in that first inning again. Liam, Liam got the party started. That was perfect for him. I was happy for him because, um, you know, a guy who struggled last year a little bit got traded in part of that Wallgate deal, and 
even though it was kind of a cheapy little blooper over the head of Jordan Robles, like that can help boost your confidence a lot. So that was a cool moment. And all those Trenton boys were there getting hyped for him. It was, it was a cool atmosphere. The professor. The professor. The you professor. Guys, is that Liam's nickname? Liam, yeah. I, I started calling him the <laughs> I didn't professor. Know that. First time Liam was there this year. You know, first game we're hitting and we're down, and Liam's coming over, a, just giving good anal- an analysis of what's mm-hmm. going on. You know, he's just saying, look out for this first pitch. He's coming with this, two strikes, oh, two. Uh, he gets you down one, two. He's going to come with this. And it's just always stayed in the back of my head that game. And I called him the professor after, and then the professor went out and performed. Professor. The professor, so. Yeah, he had himself a little day. I was happy for him. But uh, it, uh, once again, stunk because I just felt like I didn't do a good enough job as a manager getting my guys to to calm down and to reset, hit the reset button because losing game one and then starting game two in the hole, just it just set the set the tone for the rest of the day as not, not great, not great. I don't think our headspaces were right as a team. So, yeah, I, I can agree on that. Uh, you know, just being able to, I wasn't in the field, so I was talking to people, you know, along the sidelines and, you know, when we were hitting and, and they were waiting to hit, you know, just getting the feedback from them. And uh, something that I, that I, that I saw that I thought we were gonna be able to take advantage of was uh, Jackson when he went out to start game two, mm-hmm. it did not seem that he had every pitch working that he had when I saw him in spring training and I was looking for it on his face for him to really get affected by it. And he did not show any of it. I was looking to take any advantage off of him that I could. But, you know, for him being as young as he is, to show that and just get out there and pitch regardless was, I thought, really impressive from him. Dog. I mean, would you call it a bounce-back series for him? Kind of. I, I would. Even though he pitched pretty much flawlessly besides that last inning um, in Game 2 against the Cobras, uh, he, he showed that he, he belongs on the mound in this league. No, I'm sure. about to say whatever whatever people thought of Jackson after the first one, he put that aside and he went out there that second series and, he was a bulldog. Like Matt was saying, he was looking for it on his face, him to get flustered, him maybe to give, you know, a plan or something that he was going to give away to you guys to hit. But he went out there nonstop, just boom, 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 and that was huge. He was tricky in spring training, but I also didn't know. That was the first time me facing him, and it looked like gas during spring training. But I also hadn't seen I hadn't seen live pitching at the Meadows in a long time. But I feel like the reason that I struggled against him in this series was not because it was too fast or anything. It was just he was kind of crafty. And uh, he was unpredictable, which is always tough. I couldn't really get a read on which arm slot was going to move which way. And he had certain pitches from similar arm slots that were dipping down on me instead of coming up. Like, I can recall, I think this was in game three now. I had a skid in game three where I struck out like four or five at-bats in a row, which is not super common for me. Um, So that stunk. But, yeah, I was like sitting on a, I think like a first pitch, like sliding riser. He was sneaking on me because one at-bat, he uh, hit me with like two in a row. And I noticed the pattern, like he he was throwing it multiple times when he could get it for a strike. So I go in there sitting on that first pitch like I did against Dallas in the first series. And, yeah, I see it. Like, my eyes light up right where I want it, right arm slot, right release point and everything. And then it just went straight into my feet. And I was like, what the heck just happened? He totally fooled me. So i got to give him credit. Yeah, the same same thing happened to Caden when I was on second base. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, he threw a low riser, and it was going to hit the bottom pipe. And Caden swung right through it. And at the last second, it just dropped. Mm-hmm. You know, but he, I saw it from second base. He was holding it just like his riser, and it, and it fell. Yeah. Yeah, it was tricky. It was also really dry out there. Guys, we're going through a drought right now in Michigan. Major, so major. if you're a if you're a day one MLW fan, I guess not day one, maybe day two fan, because <laughs> we started a long time ago. But in twenty eighteen, our first year at the Meadows, we didn't have rain here for several weeks in Michigan and the field got extremely dry. So we've been proactive about it um these last few years when there hasn't been weeks of rain. You know, we'll go out there and try to hand water it, which is about as bad as it sounds. There's no good way to do that. But Right now, I think we're going on like nine or ten days of no rain, and there's no rain in the forecast for the next like other ten days. 
So we're doing our best to keep up on it, but definitely the area around the mound, super dry and dusty, behind the plate, dusty. So I think that definitely played a factor in the way the ball was moving, the way the way the, uh, the scuffs were getting filled in and whatnot. So it was it was tricky as a hitter and as a pitcher. It goes both ways, you know. But uh, got to be able to adjust better, and I was unable to do so. And you guys did a great job. You guys seemed to put bat on ball all day. That was the most contact I've seen made since we got swept last year against the Eagles, like as as an opponent. It just felt like an outfield in the outfield. I was ready for the ball to be hit in my direction every single play. Whereas in wiffle ball, sometimes it's like strikeout, walk, strikeout, strikeout, walk. Where it's just a little yeah, bit. you're just like in the outfield hoping your pitcher is doing well and giving him encouragement. Whereas it was more of a defensive, uh, defensive battle for for us and the Mallards. I think, but gotta give credit to Jackson. He threw well, man. Jackson threw good. He, he threw insane. He's just getting better and better as he goes. And one more thing about Jackson, you said it. It looked like he was throwing very hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt and I have been talking about this. Different pitchers. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. We we talk about like heavy balls. If if one guy generates more power with his body and then throws a seventy two compared to somebody who's kind of just you know lacks like lacks or normal and mm-hmm. then seventy two, it can play it can play like Definitely. a factor. Definitely, because Jackson looks like he gets a lot going, and another guy is Tyler Gustaitis. Just right. he, <laughs> Gus looks like he's gonna throw it about. I like how you used his full name there. Yeah, Gus. Rare. That's Gus. <laughs> Sorry about that, Gus. But he throws. <laughs> He looks like he's going to throw 150 at you, and then you throw 72. It's like, okay, okay. Yeah, definitely, because, like you said, the pocket radar is detecting the yes. the, uh, the fastest speed. So guy, I think guys that use more arm, and or I don't know how it works, but like you said, some guys, 72, look a little different than others yeah. based on release point, based on arm angle, based on, I'm sure, a lot of factors I don't even know. But a guy like Ryan is a guy who's known as like a harder thrower in the league, even though it, it reads the same as another yes. guy. And Jackson... After spring training, I was like, I think he's in that same category. This guy can just throw gas somehow and get it by the pocket radar. But uh, it wasn't too much of a factor for me. Maybe it was, and that's why I was struggling. But I feel like more I was just off balance. I was uncomfortable up there, which is never where you want to be. It only takes one. You know, you can be uncomfortable and get one and get a homer, and it, like, it'll change your day. And I had a couple of those. I think I might have popped up like twice kind of near the fence to the left side, but it's it doesn't matter. <laughs> Close. Close only counts in uh, horseshoes and hand grenades. So it's it's a game of millimeters, and that's you got to step up and, and execute when it matters. And we we did not. I did not. We only hit one home run as a team, so it's tough. I was glad you got in, Matt. Um, it was tough to sit Preston down, I'll be honest, just because I drafted him number two, and I think the reps are going to benefit him so much. So that was definitely like another thing that was weighing on me during the series. Like, oh, Preston should probably be in, even though I think Matt right now is maybe more game ready. So like, it was, I don't know. You were seeing the ball well, though, and so was Caden. Caden, I thought, had better at-bats than he had in series past, and you were telling me that, too, Yeah, the sideline. Yeah, Caden, you know, something that we work on when we practice is just, we you know. We're so formal on the Mallards, <laughs> even though we got swept. <laughs> just, uh, just, just little things to do with his stance, like tiny tweaks that he didn't notice were happening over the course of him playing throughout the league in different leagues because he said when he first got into wiffle ball, he used to be a, a very good hitter, better than he was a pitcher. Mm-hmm. So, you know, working slowly on getting him back into that comfortability in the box is going to be big, I think. He was seeing Kyle really well. And I think you, you guys played it right because I think we were all starting to see Kyle better. Um, we strung together a few hits in the first inning of game three. We actually put up a four spot, I believe. And uh, you guys did the right thing and pulled Kyle out. I think we made the right move too, pulling Jordan out in extra innings of that game three. Unfortunately, you still hit that shot over the center field fence. But, um, yeah, I think that was well played by you guys. Well managed. Well managed. The bullpen was was used correctly, in my opinion. You didn't throw at all. 
No, first I'm time in a couple years. So when Kyle was originally coming out in that game, he kind of looked at me and Jackson and said, "All right, who wants it?" And I, you know, I always want to pitch. I always, I'll never, I'll never back down from pitching. But with how Jackson's been progressing and pretty much what I've been doing recently, that it's just been lackluster. Mm-hmm. I turned to Jackson and said, "This is your game, dog." He grabbed the ball and that was it. That was, was it. it. That was history. That was history. That's J- all J- I remember is, from the talk. Is JP that guy? JP is that guy. I'm telling you, he is that guy. Big home run too in that third game. Tied the game. Getting better and better that, by the sucked. day. I'll be honest, that sucked. I was standing in left field yeah. and I was like, God, we would be nice to get one right now after it been it's been a shaky day. It's been an emotional roller coaster. And we had the one run lead and I was like, it'd be so nice to get one here. And I think it was the first batter of the inning. Knots the game up and I was like, mm. I didn't I didn't like our chances after that, which is bad to say mentally. But I just I did not like our odds going into extras moving forward. Just with, with the way the day had gone, I just I don't know. I wasn't surprised with the outcome after it went to extra innings. Yeah. Honestly speaking. We which we is definitely, terrible to say, but definitely did not have the momentum going for us going into extras there. And Mm-mm. you know, you could kind of feel it the you know, the feel around the field it was, was a bad feeling. I didn't like it. <laughs> it was it was definitely towards the wildcats. So it was. If we, if we could have got one, that would have been nice, but we got to know what kind of team we have going forward that we can still compete. That's the thing is, yeah, talking about my squad now is, yeah, how do we bounce back? What do I got to tell the guys? What do I got to show the guys to make us uh, what I think we are, which is a championship contending team? Um, there's a lot of those teams in this league, which is a good thing, a good problem to have. But we're going to Philly, playing the Preds, who are a good team. Sick. Ryan's a great pitcher who Jordan's only seen in the All-Star game. That was it. So we haven't seen Ryan in a couple years. We haven't seen the new Ryan, you know, the two-seam Ryan, the one who's known as a hard thrower. He's been locked in since last year. So this will be a, a tough series for us. It'll be a foreign environment, live crowd, and we need wins in that series. We do. Um, I don't know how the NL is going to shake up standings-wise, but I was a whole lot happier last year after Series 2 being four and, or being 5-1 and one than I am right now being 2-4. and four. So uh, it's an uncomfortable place to be, and I know what this team is capable of. I said in the intro, I was like, I love our chemistry and we're coming together. We're, we're cohesive. Even though I feel like our team is like a very, I don't know if misfits the right word, but we're an interesting cast of characters. I don't, do you disagree? I, <laughs> you guys are definitely an interesting group, but I think that you guys all blend very well. I think that you guys, Tom, you've, you've like just built it from the top down. Just mm-hmm. you have it. And then Jordan picking up Matt, who brings so much to the table. Preston on the young demographic and mm-hmm. BDZ Brendan Davenport who's ready to go at any moment. You well, know, I, yeah, it felt it really felt like poetry in motion in the opening day against yeah. the Eagles. I was like, this is all coming together, man. But right when you get too uh, too high on your horse is when you get knocked down pretty quick. So, but like you said, looking at the positives, yeah, I, I did. I was loving the way I was feeling energy wise and chemistry wise prior to that series. And I feel like unfortunately it was a step backwards for us. So how do we get ourselves right mentally moving into Philly? and get back to where we were because I feel like just, uh, you know, I'm sure Preston's upset with the way he played and his opportunities. I know Jordan was upset with the way he pitched. Um, we didn't hit the ball well. I struggled big time against Jackson. Like I said, I struck out several times in a row to end that series. I think I had one or two hits all day. So um, just an honest bummer. You know, it really was a bummer. And uh, But I don't want that to ruin our season. It's one day. And we got swept last year too and still finished 11-4. and four. I hate that we're getting swept. It should never happen. It really can't happen. That's Kyle's line. Kyle, a Kyle Schultz line is you can't get swept in this league. Like that's what will make you miss the playoffs. Last year we got swept and finished eleven and four. So uh, we got to figure out how to do that again. You know. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, and I, I think as as this league continues to go on, the games are going to get more and more competitive. You know, They you, already have, man. You can, you can see a team be at the top one year and then be towards the bottom the next year. It's just mm-hmm. with the talent that's in there, you never know who's going to show up on what day. Yeah, this is interesting, too, because, like I said at the time of this recording, we haven't seen the fan feedback, but I think there's going to be some surprise people. I don't think, uh, including me, I didn't see a sweep coming, which is why I love this league. But as a player, it stinks to go through it on the wrong end of it. But, uh, I mean, I haven't really asked you yet. What was, like, the the mindset, honestly, for you guys? Like, were, were you guys viewing us as a tough opponent, or does it feel like a winnable series for you beforehand? Because, I mean, I... I I went into that series thinking we were going to win the series confidently. Not not like cockily saying that, but like confidently, I was like, I think we're the better team here, and I think we're going to get some wins today. And we didn't get any wins. So what were, what were you guys feeling? To match your thought, Tom, we 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 were. I'm telling you, when we saw your name on just like the Mallards this year as mm-hmm. the as the teams we played in the NL, like every mm-hmm. year it shifts. When we saw you guys, we knew we were going to have to put our big boy pants on against you guys. <laughs> we knew we were going to have to be ready. We knew we were going to have to be disciplined and just ready to click on all cylinders. And mm-hmm. I'm about to say, I, I am speechless. To be honest, just to come out of there with a sweep, that is not what I was expecting. You know, I'm always going in to win, always going mm-hmm. in to play hard and just play the best that we possibly can. But to walk out against you guys with a sweep, it's still, I don't, it still hasn't fully set in because of the preparation and just the yeah. talent that you guys have. It's funny. I, I feel like I felt very, very similar last year when we swept the D backs in our second series. Because our first series against the Cobras, we managed to get two wins there, and it was like a dicey series. It was we were lucky to get two wins, and then going into the D-backs, like you said, I, I like our our team. I was confident in our abilities, but I did not honestly think like we're going to walk away with three. And as game very similar, actually, it was extra innings, and Jimmy was starting to lose it. And as the third game was winding down, and I was liking our chances more and more, exact opposite of what last weekend was. I was like, I did not think we'd walk out of here with three wins today. So, like, I was hyped, and it sucks to be on the opposite side of it now. But uh, I don't know how you feel moving forward, Matt. How would you feel about your at-bats? I mean, that was your first time playing in a game besides spring training. So what, what was the feeling like for you? Probably not the environment you wanted to be in in terms of uh, the, the positivity and the emotion. But, I mean, you strung together so actually some decent A-Bs. Well, I try not to let the... Uh the score, the situation of the game really affect my at-bats. I just, I know that every time I get in there, I have a job to do. You know, especially when I'm hitting, I have a four, when, I, when, when I'm hitting fourth in the order, you got to get up, back up to Jordan. And if mm-hmm. he gets runners on base, you know, they got to pitch to him a little more. You know, he's getting pitched around a lot in that series. And if he can get he a was. runner on, that's going to be, that's going to be trouble moving forward. Oh, there was a heartbreaking at bat in that series too. Where once again, I was, I really took my time getting into that batter's box and setting my motions aside and took a deep breath. But I think we had first and third in the third game. Kyle was still in though. It, maybe was it was first inning. It might have been the first thing. I don't first remember, guys. But yeah, it was first and third. Jordan came to the plate and he was intentionally walked to load the bases. Yes. Then yes. And oh, me and Kyle battled. It was the clash of the titans. It was a long at bat. I'm sure the video included the whole pitch by pitch. pitch. By pitch. But he struck me out, and it was a good battle. But it was a bummer. And uh, one of those moments where you look back on it, which was good for me. It's good for anybody. Like I wish that would happen to a guy like Preston or you or Caden. It's good to have those battles like that and uh, to really test yourself in the regular season. 
with the hopes that we put it together and make the postseason because those are the at bats that those are the ones you got to win to make the to make it to the next series and to win a championship. So I fell short in this one, but uh, I walked out of there thinking like you know thinking about the at bat and what went wrong and it was a battle. He just beat me and it was a it was a uh, a tough one to swallow because I, I wanted I wanted to execute there after having Jordan walked in front of me. So hats off to Kyle. Uh, you got me, buddy. That at bat was actually legendary. I was in the field <laughs> ready for every pitch, and I was just, you know, I don't. It, it was more than eight pitches. I, I mm-hmm. guarantee that. And I was just like, wow, mm-hmm. these two guys are going with it. I was trying to stay cool, calm, and collected though. Like I was doing yep. my my breathing in between pitches because, like I said, I didn't. I remember as the series last year against the uh, the D backs was winding down in the NLCS. I I didn't. I don't know if nervous is the right word, but like you feel the pressure of the moment. You know, because you, you do. Of course, you know the magnitude of what's happening. You know, this is now or never type thing. And um, so I was happy that a similar situation happened where it was kind of a high-pressure moment. But I was doing, I think I did a better job in that at-bat compared to last year of, like, bringing my uh, my body back to where it needs to be in terms of level of focus and, and being level-headed and stuff. So result didn't go my way, but I feel like I gave my best shot. <laughs> 100%. Like I said, legendary. It was mm-hmm. legendary. Mm-hmm. Well, other than myself, Jordan had an okay hitting day. He went yard. I know he always wants to do better. Pitching, he did all right. Like I said, I think the the strikes thing threw too many strikes in that first game, and I think that unfortunately bothered him throughout the day. So um, that's something we got to work on. I think as a team too, because like I said, I gotta I gotta fi- I gotta fix this sweep thing. We can't be getting swept after winning eleven games. You shouldn't have a series where you get swept, um, and it's happened now last year. And I'm hoping we win another eleven games this year, and we got swept. So uh, figuring out what to what I got to say to the guys in between games to keep our energy at the right level is, is uh, something I got to figure out. But uh, I don't know. Any other thoughts you have from the day? From that series? You played great defensively. Oh, this, is tw- this is twice now. Against the Cobras, you surprised me. You made some great plays. That was more, more so on the ground. You were in the air, like Drew Davis out there in left field Jeez. making snags. That Caden home run robbery was insane. That ball went up, and to tell you the truth, when I saw that ball go up, me and Jackson have been talking prior to this series about, hey, if you see a ball go over the fence, just where the level of this league is, where every run matters, mm-hmm. I'm going to jump up and I'm a bad at back, or I'm a bad at straight in the air, and we're just going to make a basket catch in the middle yeah. of play to get the out. Mm-hmm. And that was my first thought when I saw it up. I go, I'm batting it, I'm bad. <laughs> and I was right next to the wall and just went up and – I couldn't even tell really what happened because you the your top half kind of disappeared behind the wall. Yeah. And that ball was hit so high. Yeah. It was right there. And then sure enough, you're holding the ball up. And at that point, we were winning 2-0. And I was like, dang, that sucks. But it turned out to be a huge run you saved because yeah. that, that rally was only a three-run rally instead of a four-run rally then in the, in the bottom half of the inning. But stunk for Caden. That would have been his first of the year. He walked by. He's <laughs> like, I hate you. I hate you. I love Caden. I love Caden to good, death. But he's I, a good sport. He is a great sport about it. And he was he was great about it. He played great as well. So. It was a heck of a catch, though. Thank you. I had, there was a classic Tom moment in this series, too, on the ball that was hit by, I don't know who, but it was the speed violation, that line oh drive that I jumped God. up and caught. That, that's going to be in the video, though, right? Yes, because okay, it, was yes. Jackson it was ball four. Jackson hit it. Jackson hit it. That was funny. And it was Can't funny, too, because... Um, uh, after it happened, I was like, that's like sums up my life in one clip. And Jimmy's like, Tom, to be honest, he goes, I saw you jump and I thought there was zero chance you were catching that ball. Jimmy's bashing my athleticism. But uh, I, I feel like I I want to see the clip back. I haven't watched the clip yet, guys. I haven't seen it. And uh, I remember at the time, like after landing, I was like, I didn't need to jump like that. But uh, the, everyone was like, no, I think you did. You so did. I, I, I want to see it. Oh, yeah. I'm curious to see what it looks like on camera. Hopefully I look athletic. I don't know. That ball was hit so hard, Tom. The timing of you jumping was let alone an, 
impressive enough. Mm-hmm. And then you made the catch. Just everything that you did that play. I thought that was insane because it needed to be done just like that. With how yeah. Hard it was hit. We, uh, that was a nice one to make. We As a whole, we've, we've been kind of sloppy on defense this year, which I thought last year we did a great job towards the end of the season really cleaning it up. I thought Caden and left, me and right was like we were starting to find it as a team. But Jordan on the mountain. Jordan's good defensively too. And uh, I was disappointed in our outing in the first series despite getting two wins in our defensive performance. I had a couple balls that plays that probably should have been made that I didn't make. And uh, same thing this week, not super clean. You know, the Meadows is a tough. The Meadows is a tough environment to play defense in, but um, I uh, think as a whole we could still be better. A lot of it comes with reps. I think Preston could be the guy in left field. That's why I started him out there. So maybe Preston in left and Caden in right is the move going forward. I have my moments, sure, but I also have my moments in the wrong direction too. So I think maybe just putting those two out there repeatedly, letting him get the reps like me and Caden did last year, and that might pan out long-term the best for us. Well, what, you're, what do you think, Coach Matt? You're hot right now, Tom, real quick. You're hot, hot in the field. So. Hot in the field. <laughs> I, like I said, I really wasn't that hot. I made a couple good stops. I still bobbled a couple balls. We could have turned two, which would have been sick, but no, Jordan wasn't yeah. at first. I think uh, I think moving forward in the field, like you said, the more reps Preston gets, the better he's going to get over there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Caden, no matter where you put him, he's going to be able to do his job. Yeah, he's solid. So, I mean, you know, you can, you know, pitching, he'll field it. Left side, right side, he'll be able to play the spot. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you? You want to get out there? If you put me out there at first base, that's where I played in baseball my my whole career. So you might see some you might see some stretches you've never seen from other first basemen, like Torkelson. Kind of like Torkelson. Torkelson doesn't have anything. I mm. Speaking of the Tigers, though, guys, I want to give a shout out Josh Young, absolute <sighs> man. First of all, um, he's been crushing it this year. As you guys know, we were lucky enough to meet him last year down in Houston. Nick was there. Dog. Um, just a phenomenal dude. Awesome guy. And, uh, you know, I told him, like, I DM'd him after the event in Houston. I was like, you know, wish, wish the best for you regardless. Like, you're an awesome dude, and I just hope for the best for your career next year and moving forward. And he's been killing it this year, guys. He, he won the AL Rookie of the Month, which is awesome. He's been crushing the ball, absolutely mashing, been good defensively. And last year when we left Houston in December, I'm like, when you're coming to Detroit, like, we're going to come watch you for sure. And we knew it was going to be Memorial Day weekend. So we were planning on it. And him being the nice guy he is, actually texted Kyle on, like, I think it was Sunday night. And, like, you boys coming out this week? And he hooked, he hooked us up with, like, six tickets. So us three went to the game, and Kyle went, Jimmy, and Jonah. So a good group went out. We talked to Josh before the game. He took some time to speak with us. That was awesome. Um, I know. And I got a new appreciation for the Rangers uniforms, too. He looks so clean in that Ranger blue. Can't lie. Yeah, those are their uniforms are really clean. So clean. Nice. And what does he do? He goes out there, goes three for five, <laughs> double, single, bomb, while we're watching. It was so hype. And we're all, like, decked out in Tigers gear. And he goes yard, and we all go crazy. <laughs> Everyone sitting around us was like, what are these people rooting for? Tipping our ass. Yeah, exactly. But it was awesome. It. And thank you so much, Josh, for having us out. Uh, at our home ballpark. That was sweet. And uh, if he's not already on your radar, definitely uh, tune in. Josh Young is the absolute man. Yes, sir. I think he could win Rookie of the Year this year. He really could. Jim he Matt could. and I were talking about it yesterday. You know, Yoshida from Boston's up there. Mm-hmm. And then you also got Hunter Brown, the pitch from Houston. But as long as Josh keeps doing what he's doing, he's my favorite. He's my mm-hmm. favorite for that for that award. He has a uh, younger brother as well named Jace. And uh, he's in the Tigers minor league system. So I would love to see him work his way up as well. And uh, get the chance to meet him and maybe collaborate with him too. So, assuming he's just as good of a guy as his brother is, I bet you it runs in the family. Usually it does. <laughs> the Youngs. But it was funny too. They showed Josh like hitting in slides before the game. Uh, so, Monday when Jimmy was here, we were filming the NERC episode, so episode 150. And uh, we were watching the Tigers game. 
and they showed a clip of Josh on TV, like, on the field at Comerica in his slides. Like, he was wearing slides. He was at home plate, like, just, like, taking dry swings. So I we asked him, we're like, they showed you in the broadcast yesterday. <laughs> you had slides on it. He's like, he's like, dude, I do that at every away stadium I go to. I go in the first day we're there, and I get on the field early and just kind of visualize, like, the, the backdrop and where the pitcher's going to be throwing it from and just kind of get a visual in my head of what I'm going to be seeing today. And he goes, and the one time I go out there in slides, they happen to be filming me, and they put my bare feet on TV. We were all cracking up. But, uh, yeah, really good dude, and definitely uh, tune in. Give him a follow on Instagram and follow the Rangers because it's been cool to, to watch his journey. And I have him on my fantasy baseball team too, which I kind of drafted him just because I knew him. I was like, oh, I want Josh on my team. But, dude, he's been killing it. He's yeah. been killing it. My best draft value by far, which is cool. So I'm really happy for him, for sure. Love that. I about to say, Josh is – being able to play with Josh, the fact that you, you guys could put that on get Josh there in Texas and just to be able to compete with him. I mean, let alone his skills in wiffle ball, the person he is. I mean, it's it's class act for what a professional athlete should be. and mm-hmm. It really is. And if, for the fact he's 25 and he's just breaking the scene, just is blowing my mind right now. In three years, he's going to be up there. He's one of the better players. In five years, he's going to be in the middle of a triple crown here i mean, we, I mean maybe that's that's pretty far but and who knows in 2028 we'll cut back to this clip right now and josh wins the triple crown huh but <laughs> what's what's cool too is i think um I, I i'm not positive on this but i think he also grew up a rangers fan which is sweet he's from texas so that's so cool like to play it for your childhood team like that yeah i mean he could have rooted for a different team in texas i don't know i should have probably asked him that by now but never never came up in conversation and uh, so that's pretty sweet, dude. Starting at third base for your hometown team. I'm sure it's cool for his family. I bet you his brother's jealous a little bit. But, hey, Jace, if you turn to the player that Josh is right now, we'd love to have you in Detroit Jace. any day of the week. So um, hopefully we get to meet Jace soon. But, all right, that's going to bring us to this week's comment of the week. Now, we didn't have one last week because we did the Mark Rober thing and the Nurk thing, which was an awesome episode. If you haven't seen it already, please check it out. But uh, we don't have also a video yet for this series that we played. So we're going to go back a week. And get a comment from that video to plug it in right now and get back on track with this comment of the week thing. So, got it down here. And it is uh, from Paper Lewig 1UP. And he says, Jimmy Norp is absurd. That play in game three was Ozzie Smith-like. The Little League home run in game one is get Norped personified. Kid is a national treasure. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And Norp, yeah, unfortunately he didn't get a big spotlight on this podcast for his performance, but he is, man, something else. Somehow, some way, he finds a way to blow our minds every single time that guy steps on the field. It's, it's insane. <laughs> it's a, it's crazy. I mean, I, everybody knows, everybody sees it, so I don't got to say much about yeah, it. Yeah, you know it and you see it and then it happens again and you're like, how does he do it? It's, how does he do it? The minute that you think he's done everything, I he's know. got something in his shoe that he's going to pull out and just show you and just be it's like, just I can unbelievable. do this too. I mean, and he does it to you. He knows what he's doing. Like that little league home run. Let's talk about it for a second. Let's we have some time. Um, yeah, the Preds are much like we were. They're one out away, up by one. He gets a hit, whatever. But it's just something about Jimmy, and he knows what he's doing out there, man. He runs hard. He puts the pressure on the defense. You can see Russell like nervously going for that ball. He gets to Ryan, and um, Ryan unfortunately has done this in the past. Who had made some errant throws, but Jimmy gets off that base. I don't even know. Maybe it was intentionally. Maybe it wasn't. I think he actually wanted to go home there. Did you guys talk about it at all behind the off the camera or anything or no? Not not that place. Not that play. No. Yeah, he takes a big turn at third, gets a little too far off that bag, and Ryan takes the bait absolutely. And Jim goes full horizontal, as you guys probably saw in the video, and somehow scores on the throw out of play, ties the game. 
And they lost it in extras, but still, that is like getting up in one play. The craziest thing about that is the situation where Jimmy understands that, okay, I'm in the box right now, but mm-hmm. hey, I tie the game. Yeah. The ball that he hit, it was up the middle, and you know, it was fumbled up there. It was like a play out of a movie, dude. It really was. It was like right center-ish, but Wardo was shifted towards first base, so Russell's the one who goes to try to field it. And then it gets like, Russell dives for it and hits it, which he probably should have just like been cool, calm, and collected, you know, but he rushes, tries to block it. Gets by him, then Jimmy's motor into third. Like I said, it was it was like a scene out of a movie. It really was, and um, it went viral on Instagram, which is funny. We posted a clip of it like yesterday, and it has like hundreds of thousands of views already and a bunch of likes, which is just Jimmy's a likable guy, man. People love him. Going to a Tigers game with Jim—that's a different experience for me. When I guys, when I go, to, I think people think I'm lying about this, like Jimmy, when I tell him this. But when I go out to Tigers games or wherever in public, that's like a, a our kind of crowd. You know, like our fans would be also be there. Baseball games are a classic example. I don't really get recognized. Nobody really notices it's me. Um, I'm pretty average-looking dude. A normal haircut. Uh, I usually wear a hat. You know, I'm not... Uh, Jimmy has a very unique style to him. You know, he has that nice floral tiger shirt. He got his long hair, his old tiger's hat. So, yeah, we signed probably a dozen autographs at least yesterday for different fans that came up to us throughout the game. And I'm like, Jim, this never happens. He's like, oh, yes, it does. Tom. I'm like, trust me, this never happens when I go to games. I've been recognized at one Tigers game before with my cousins, but that was it. So that was a fun experience to go to the game with Jimmy. I felt important for once, but um, what an athlete, man. And then the mic'd up diving play too in game three. Also, we didn't talk about that on last week's pod. It's once again, it's just like, how does he do it? You got to give us a shot. You got to give us a shot. <laughs> give us a shot. Tommy. Um, Tommy. That was incredible, dude. He's mic'd up. So you have, you have a de- little device on you. You know, you have, you have the microphone pack on you. You have a cord under your shirt. He's talking, he's yapping, Ball's put into play. He dives. It takes a funny hop. He one paw snags it, makes the play all on camera, He's, and he gets all excited. You know, he does his Jimmy reaction. Uh, what a character, man! What a character. He uh, he cracked me up too. Kind of frustrated me, but cracked me up. We're in. Um, what you guys see on camera of Jimmy getting fired up like that on the mic is is totally Jimmy. That's it. Really is who <laughs> he is. Um, when we were in Oklahoma for the Mark Rober shoot. We were, so we filmed at night, both nights we were there, um, pretty long shoots too. So after the first night, we all go get a good night's sleep. We get up in the morning, like I went and worked out at the, at the resort and Nurk was in the gym too. It was funny. I worked out at the resort and those guys slept in, I think. And then everybody gets up and we were hanging out at the anchor at Shangri-La playing, you know, foosball and ping pong and that kind of stuff. Flatbread pizzas. Flatbread pizzas. Yeah. (laughs) Nick knows. Nick's been there. And, um, we are, uh, playing ping pong, I think specifically. And I forget who was playing. It might have been Jim versus... I think Jimmy was running the table. I think Jim was beating everybody. Maybe it was Baron. Those two were good. Might have been Jimmy versus Baron. And, you know, it's it's a loud-ish place. There's kids that are running around playing all these games I'm talking about, but not, like, super loud, you know? And there's also, like, adults that are there sitting and enjoying dinner and whatnot and, or eating lunch, rather, I should say. And, yeah, Jimmy makes, like, a good play in ping pong, like a little, like, defensive stop. And then the next rally, he, like, hammers it home, and he gets all fired. I was like, yeah, let's go. And I'm like, Jim, quiet down. He's like, I'm fired up, Tom. I'm like, I don't care if you're fired up, dude. You're being rude. Like, it's so loud in here. I'm fired up, Tom. It was funny because, like, it was the most unapologetic thing ever. Like, he didn't, like, oh, sorry, Tom. I was like, I'm fired up, Tom. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> sorry. You're being too loud, brother. But, man, he's, he's such a character. And uh, I had a good time hanging out with him last night at the game. But, um, yeah, for those who want more D-backs Preds analysis, feel free to shoot us a DM. Let us know your thoughts in the comments. Um, but I'm sure we'll do plenty of talking about both Norp and Cratch and those two teams throughout the uh, course of this season. So we definitely wanted to shed light last week on Mark Rober and Nurk, who was generous enough to uh, to come on our show and give us a nice interview. He's got a cool story. Such a weird thing. 
we, what we do is weird too, but drone racing, like who would have thought? I was talking to Kyle about this too. It's weird how uh, like he didn't have a drone until 2014, and then in 2018 he won the whole drone racing league. Like that's that's crazy to me. Yeah, that's, picked it up pretty quick, I guess. That's insane. I don't know. I just it's, it's I would love to talk to him for another half hour. Like I feel like I shortchanged the guy. He's probably got so much more like cool stories and weird things that happened to get him to that level that quickly because that's just insane. But yeah, it was a great interview. So definitely check it out if you haven't already. A lot of you probably didn't know who he was based on the title and thumbnail, but yeah, professional drone racer and uh, super cool guy. So definitely check that out too if you have, haven't already. But uh, besides that, fellas, it's kind of a wrap. Um, another series in the books, another pod in the books. We got Detroit coming up. Season's moving along, boys. We are in the belly of the beast right now. <laughs> too fast. Way too fast. Not enough hours in the day, but uh, trying my best to enjoy every second of it. So thanks again, guys, for tuning in. Really appreciate it, and we will catch you in the next pod. Pipe it up, 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 pipe it up.